Hello, and welcome to an episode of Essential Aromatica. I have a question for you. What is aromatherapy? It's an interesting question, right? Maybe one you weren't thinking about today, but I think it's an interesting question. So naturally, the sense of smell is involved because we work with aromatic plants and they're distilled essential oils, which by definition have aromas, smells, odors, whatever word you want to put to that. Molecules must be tiny and gaseous enough and lipid loving to engage our chemoscent receptors, which are all over our body, even on our skin. Aromatic plants and their oils, they are amazing conduits for connecting the mind, body, spirit with nature and with, with ourselves. Essential oils, by their very volatile and lipid-loving nature, have an ability to work on several levels at once. Bam, just instantaneous. This episode highlights a few key definitions and concepts as related to aromatherapy and essential oils, and how those essential oils not only immediately engage the sense of smell, which is directly linked to memory, but also our neuroendocrine systems, those main, quote, communication paths, the chemical paths in our body that really help keep us going. And those, again, receptors are all over the place in the body. Now, aromatherapy, it's such a fun word to play with. It's a part of phytotherapy, plant medicine. It's plant stuff, right? And by definition, the practice of aromatherapy is very specific to the therapeutic use of genuine and authentic aromatic plant essences, the things we call essential oils, which are obtained through distillation, an ancient practice. And we work with these incredibly potent, concentrated essential oils in very small quantities to do amazing stuff to holistically support a person's entire being, body, mind, spirit, and support that individual's capacity to heal and stabilize. Honestly, the goal of an aromatherapist is not to have oils in someone's life every day, by no means. Like we're talking about really, really concentrated stuff. And aromatherapy is not a lifestyle. It is a tool it is a modality that's meant to support and yeah, big topic. But I need to get back to what is aromatherapy? <laughs> Why is it called aromatherapy? So I have a little story to share with you. Back in the last century, there was an individual by the name of René Maurice Gattefosse. This individual who happened to be from France, especially back then, the place of perfumery, This individual was a perfumer, a distiller, a chemist, and I say a student over all of aromatic plants. Essential oils were and still are an integral part of perfumery. Do you get where I'm going here? (laughs) There's a legend. The legend goes that Gatfasse had a ghastly chemical burn he got in his lab, and it wasn't healing using the traditional Western allopathic methods in medicine. So he started to apply lavender essential oil. Of course he has it. He's a chemist. He's a perfumer. So I'm not sure. The jury's out on this. How was he diluting it? Was he diluting it? I I don't know. But supposedly he was applying 
the very lovely lavender, I think lavender langustifolia, lavender essential oil to this terrible site, this terrible burn site. And the infection went away and the tissue started to heal. And lavender is known as not only to help you go to sleep, it is an incredible vulnerary wound healer. So therein is aromatherapy. He coined this term in the 1930s, I believe 1937. He said, oh, this is the therapeutic use of aromatic plant essences to make this distinct from perfumery. So the therapeutic use of essential oils, literally helping to heal a burn and get rid of a terrible infection. And here's the thing, we're bridging something here. They can be very physical, they could be very mental, they can be very spiritual and emotional. All within that is this kind of secret thing that we can smell this stuff. We're talking chemistry here. And that's kind of fun, right? This is, we're talking about essences, the essence we can smell. And this is directly linked to why are essential oils called essential oils. So funny enough, essential oils are not essential to a plant, nor are they oily, such as olive oil, coconut, you know, sunflower, those beautiful nut and seed oils. The use of the word essential is rather archaic. Many people thought the volatile essential oils way back in the day, they, they thought they were the essence of a plant. Now, the essential oils are considered secondary, according to us humans. What do we know? Am I a plant? Can I really say this stuff? I don't know. But humans, as we classify things, we're like, these are called secondary metabolites. So those are things like carotenoids, colors, things that really enhance a plant's life and help them, help them with their immunity and survive and thrive. So they're not primary like starches, lignin and chlorophyll enzymes, the stuff that helps with structure and like really basic fundamental stuff, just like we need protein and starch, right? So when people, especially like the alchemists, when people are playing around with the distillation process or the, even the scent of things, they were thinking that this was the essence of the plant. So although aromatic molecules can be smelled, we can't see them with our puny human eyes. That's a mystery, right? Gaseous, it's a vapor, it's mystery. It's like the essence, the ether, the spirit. So this ties directly into how essential oils are obtained. And that is through the distillation process, an ancient process that was slowly perfected over time. And think about this. I don't know if you drink alcohol, but think about how spirits, the spirit of vodka, whiskey, those are spirits. Those are obtained through the distillation process. So just kind of think about that and how we call them spirit. We're working with vapor. And it's even called like the aqua vita, right? It's, think of how there's so much tied into this alchemical process of distillation. So there is a poetry to this essential essence that is so in the distillation process, which is super basic, but it's an art and it's a science. It's both. It uses water, heat, and pressure, plant material to coax the most volatile light molecules over the still with water when it's acting in its 
steam state, when it's a gas. So through this ancient distillation process, we may obtain the spirit of the plant, the essential oil. Isn't it just so poetic? I just, see, I, I get excited thinking about this stuff all the time. <laughs> I love being at my still. But oh, I could go on forever, but I won't. So essential, right? Oil. It's, it's crazy. And aromatherapy. There's all these kind of crazy terms we use, and I think they're kind of confusing. And on that note, it's the last musing I, I want to bring up here. And to think about that sense of smell, right? Those aromatic molecules, whether we're talking about essential oils or if you're like around, maybe you're up in the mountains by a bunch of conifer trees and you can smell the pine, you're smelling the essential oils. So let's think about how aromatic molecules can affect us in many ways. So think about an aroma you cannot stand at all and how that makes you feel emotionally, mentally, even physically. Now take a breath and try to wipe that away. It was bad. Sorry to do that to you. But now conjure an aroma you love. Think about how that makes you feel emotionally, mentally, physically. Liking or disliking an aroma impacts our emotions and our responses, right? Which impacts body chemistry. Think about that practice of faking a smile until you feel better. It's proven to work. Mind affects body and body affects mind. This is a very powerful and integral part of aromatherapy. And one of the important things is if someone cannot stand the smell of a botanical ingredient, an essential oil, why would I ask someone to use it? Like if, if jasmine or ilan ilan or pine, Scott's pine or whatever makes you feel great, let's go for it, right? And on that note, there's another thing involved here. Memory association is another fulsome topic as related to scent and aromatherapy, aromatics. You may be familiar with Marcel Proust, whose lengthy book, <laughs> Remembrance of Things Past, I only got halfway through that, how that was ignited by the mere smelling and tasting of a Madeline, Madeline cookie, right? Scent and memory are intimately linked, and the essential oils may be used to Bring reassurance to people by evoking pleasing or neutral memories. We wouldn't want to bring up bad memories. That would just not be ethical. But there's more. This is the fun part. There's more to this. And it's like the oils communicate with us. These are chemos. They're chemicals. They work with our chemical receptors. And just because we cannot see scent molecules does not mean they aren't inhaled and enter the bloodstream. Oh, scent is two synapses away from cortical tissue. Just think of that. Now, scent, these chemical molecules, they aren't what I love to call invisible unicorns, right? They exist in time and space. And our body has scent or chemoreceptors in many places, just not our nostrils, just not that lovely thing hanging off the end of your face. Essential oils not only potentiate neurotransmission through smell, Yes, through odor recognition, odor association, liking, disliking, and we go deeper into the bloodstream. 
and potentiating neurotransmission and interacting with receptor sites in the body, the neuroendocrine system. Think about how many chemicals are proven to be very harmful for our hormones. Kind of just think about that. It's a whole other topic. Even more fun, the lipid-loving, tiny nature of essential oils. They're like 5, 10, 15 carbons, hardly ever 20, rarely getting there. Some of these components may bypass the blood-brain barrier. Like, Just think about that. That's intense. That's intense stuff. We have to be very respectful when working with essential oils. It's just really wild stuff. And there's still a lot that is not known about the sense of smell, about the chemoreceptors. And you know what? I don't, I don't care. I have seen the impact essential oils have within minutes, a minute, two minutes, three minutes. And I see overexposure in what can happen. It's real and this is profound. So I'm going to part ways with you by sharing one last thought. Earlier, I mentioned how essential oils connect us with nature, and I really think that's true. We can't be outside all the time, and some of us live in cities or other areas where there's a lot more concrete and blacktop than green plants and gorgeous soil. Essential oils, think about distillation and photons, plants working and creating. Essential oils are distilled sunlight in a bottle, photons in a bottle. I'm not the only person to say this, but it's, it's just a gorgeous way to think of it. So working with essential oils in that this way of we've talked about through this episode and working with them in a respectful, minute and responsible way is also a way to help us connect with nature in a really intimate and immediate level. Think about all we've covered in this short talk. Well, it's longer than other episodes, but what can you do? So less is more in aromatherapy, just frequent, intimate, whiffs, mindful inhalation sessions, just proper dilution, working with an aromatherapist. So it's it's just gorgeous. And I hope I have you thinking about essential oils in aromatherapy uh, in a little different way now. Maybe you've already thought about this. If you're curious to know more, visit nycaromatica.com. You can look for a guided meditation under the blog to help you sit with an oil to see possibilities. And I have a free intro to essential oils in aromatherapy class up. It's like a 50 minute video. So I thank you so much for spending time with me and I look forward to being in touch with another episode. Bye.